Welcome back, friends, to episode 97 of the Shuttle Pod. I am your co-host, Jared. I'm joined by my friends, Brian. Hey, everybody. And Kayla. Hey, guys. We uh, we sure had a whirlwind last episode with the crossover with our friends at the All Access Podcast. That was fun to have them on, but now it's back to basics. The original three. The Holy That's Trinity. Right. That's right. Jared, Brian, <laughs> Kayla. <laughs> Except and no substitutes. No, well, it, but you can listen to All Access if you want to. You can; get, They can get a, a silver medal. Yes. Be happy to afford them that. So I, I guess, uh, you know, I was reading on my favorite uh, Star Trek news website. Maybe you guys have heard of it, trekmovie.com. Hmm. And I saw an interesting article about one Mr. John Delancey appearing on Star Trek Picard Season 2. Did you guys see this? Yeah, I heard a little rumbling about that somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, so we wanted to do a deep dive on that. I am looking forward to when we can do an episode about LeVar Burton's finally coasting Jeopardy, because I saw a nice headline about that on TrekMovie.com, mm-hmm. and as both a Star Trek fan and a Jeopardy fan, I'm delighted to see that. Yes. Since since uh, uh, Mr. Trebek passed, they've the guest hosts have been hit or miss, but I think uh, LeVar Burton is going to be, um, uh, is going to put them all to shame. Yep. <laughs> The host of Reading Rainbow should be the host of Jeopardy. I agree. I agree. I, I think he's got the chops for it. Mm-hmm. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Picard Season 2. So were you guys surprised when you heard this news? There have been rumblings about it. Like some not-so-subtle rumblings, I think. There have been hints for the past few months that this might be in the works. Yeah, Kiana, I think... You, yeah. yeah, I think... Uh... You know, it wasn't like a big shock or didn't make me gasp and, and excitement. Um, <laughs> it's It seems like it fits very much into what um, we might imagine that this production group would do. You know, seeing what, watching what they've done with Discovery and Picard season one in particular. Uh, bringing back a beloved character that's very relevant to Picard's story. Mm-hmm. Um, and, even, and Q has even shown up already in some the most recent uh, incarnation of, of Star Trek shows. He's showed up in Lower Decks already. Yep, yep. So he's definitely just, back in the in the you know, modern Star Trek zeitgeist. I, I just watched that episode this afternoon in preparation for this episode. And I think that it's called Veritas, the episode where John Delancey guest stars. I think they cram more in-jokes into one half hour there than any other time in the franchise's history. Like, <laughs> it sure, was incredible. Yeah. Holy cow. It can be very rapid fire. Yeah. In that in that context, in, ter- in the Lower Decks context, I think the amount of Q we saw was the right amount. I don't need to see any more. I don't need to see a Q episode of Lower Decks. Um, no. But I think it will be interesting for us over the next hour to discuss his involvement in Picard because that's a whole mm-hmm. different flavor of thing, I think. Yep. Yeah, so so this is what his quote was on our on our article. It says, "The word is out. I'm back. I spent Tuesday and Wednesday really annoying Mr. Patrick Stewart, really annoying Picard, as only Q can do. That was great fun. I'll be back on Monday and Tuesday again or Wednesday. It will be a while before we shoot all of this stuff. <laughs> so he's not giving us a lot of details. Obviously, right? It would be nice if he gave us an exclusive and revealed that he's." He was finally going to teach Picard the secret of the Guinan jazz hands, but he has, <laughs> he has... Oh, I'm, glad, I'm delighted that one landed as well. <laughs> oh, 
was great. Thank you. Maybe one of my favorite like parts about Guinan's mysterious history, because so much of Guinan is like they pepper in a detail and it's they give you, you know, one inch of a of a story that you can tell is a mile wide. And sure. in this case, it's just so off the wall when she does her little she, she almost hisses at him, you know, like yeah, her hands yeah, yeah she totally does. Yeah, <laughs> it's like wait, <sighs> yeah, and I wonder, you know, speaking of Whoopi, you know, obviously she had, you know, they made that very public spectacle of having Patrick go in the View and mm. offer her a role on the show, mm-hmm. and there hasn't been any word about that since. Yeah, radio silence, which seems yeah. odd because you which think, seems odd. Yeah. you know, award-winning actress like Whoopi Goldberg, you want to play up that she's going to be on your show. Yes. Right. One of the few EGOTs on the planet. That's right. That's true. That's very true. And beloved we, within the franchise. And, you know, even yes. though it's a daytime Emmy, it still counts. It still counts. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows what's going to happen there? They maybe are going to play up the angle between Q and Guinan again. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. I mean, like like you like you pointed out, it is odd that they haven't mentioned her at all. But the, we know the two of them have a history, mm. right? So, yeah. And the article said, even though Whoopi Goldberg's return as Guinan seemed to be confirmed last year, she was not mentioned in the official press release sent out on First Contact Day. But on Wednesday, in a variety interview with Goldberg, she confirmed she's currently preparing for Trina's Gannon on Star Trek Picard. So right. uh, I'm sure she's coming back. There just were some I's to dot and T's to cross that the PR folks at CBS hadn't taken care of yet before they put the press release out. Right. They or they just, yeah. Or they just, you know, they wanted to try to pull a, um, like a seven of nine thing like they did with in the, the last season of Picard in the trailer when she just kind of pops up out of nowhere and everybody freaks out. Yeah, yeah, and then you get yeah, like the full, a little bit more hooting and hollering at the right, at the right. Yeah, some of the full trailer comes out. You, there'll be you know, Guinan, Guinan will just pop in. Yeah, so maybe it seems it still seems like an odd choice, like PR wise. It is, it is, because you want to play. You know, Whoopi is still a pretty well known pop culture figure, so you figure mm. you would want to play that up. Yeah, but there's a lot of strange things that happen these days. So. That's true. That's <laughs> that's an understatement. Yeah. So. It also said uh, that she will be that Q will be in multiple episodes, so mm-hmm. maybe that he's in two or three episodes, and Whoopi Goldberg is only in one of those. Yeah, and Delancey is funny because you know, you know the cameo service that's out there where you know you can pay X amount of dollars and you can have a birthday message say sent to a friend of yours, you know, like have John Delancey, you know, send a happy birthday or whatever to, you know, you spend, you spend X amount of dollars and he'll record a message. Yeah. The cameo thing, the cameo thing. Yeah. Apparently he, he goes on cameo and and sends messages to people, you know, that request them and like slowly kind of subtly tries to drop hints as to what he's doing. (laughs) So like our friend, Tony Pascal is like watching all these cameos, trying to figure out what is going on. (laughs) Like sc- scouring through them to see if if any little detail slipped. Yeah, totally. See, that's I'm, the sure, commi- I'm sure the that's CBS the, the CBS people too are sitting there going, "Ah, shit." Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Is you, uh, cameo in? Because <laughs> I'm sure there's no PR people that are keeping an eye on him while he's doing that stuff. No, not until no, after not. they come out and the people who paid for them post them on social media. Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. But I, I just have to say, as, as an aside, that is like the most Tony Pascal activity to be doing. 
is <laughs> but by the way this is the guy who you know runs runs the trekmovie.com and who started the site mm-hmm. like he we joke that he can turn the smallest detail like you know two words from some random interview and variety about a different project unrelated to star trek he can like find a story in that and make that mm-hmm. a headline it's it's astonishing the yep. the new the new nose for news he has Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool. Well, he got he's got all the background information floating around in his head. So when he sees what's out there, that's like, oh, that's public now. I can speculate about X, Y, and Z, and turn this into a into an actual story. So. Yep, it's impressive. It is. That's what makes Tony Tony. But they're gonna have to get Delancey one of those shirts that Jonathan Frakes wore to the last in person Vegas con that says, "I signed an NDA." <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> because <laughs> frakes frakes was the guy known for running his mouth maybe mm. maybe uh delancey will be the new frakes maybe well and they the article reports that frakes will be um directing the episodes he's in so maybe they put those two anchors together and said hey if one of you is going to sink you're going to take the other one with him they put all the risk in the same place yeah, exactly, exactly. So then the rest of the season is safe. Yeah. Yep, so it's going it, to it's certainly <laughs> going to be interesting how they, you know, they present him and why he's there and, you know. I know you guys covered a bit of this in the previous podcast. Well, let's talk a bit though about um what we do know. Um because you know, the the reason that we know this and when this was officially announced was in the first contact day, you know, press junket extravaganza thing, Mm. uh, which we did talk about in our crossover episode last week uh, or last episode. So if you guys haven't heard that, you want to hear more details about that event, definitely go check out that podcast. Um, But what we know about Q is um, that, that we, we know that the, the season theme is going to be time in very, in a very broad, vague sense. And Mm. that Q is going to be involved because they show a Queen of Hearts card at the end of the Picard little teaser thing, and it's not—it's not any footage from the show. It's—it's it's clearly like a little vignette filmed just for this announcement. Yep. And then they show a Queen of Hearts card, and they're kind of zooming into it, and everything on the card dissolves away except for the Q for Queen in the upper corner. Mm, nice. And then you hear John Delancey laughing, and I think he might even say the line. Does he say the line of the trial never ends? He might yep. say a part of that line, and then he's yep. laughing. So it's just the voiceover with the image of the cue on the card. Mm-hmm. That that is that's a good visual there. Yeah. When 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 a Karen four part first aired, my mom said he looked like the Queen of Hearts from the Disney Alice in Wonderland. Oh, hundred so percent. They must have they must have conferred with my mom when they were doing their marketing materials final. <laughs> <laughs> Which is tough because her consulting fee is astronomical. <laughs> As it should be. As it should be. That's right. Okay, so in terms of t- of time, you know, that's one. Of, you know, the same thing with Voyager was the idea of you you because of Q's mastery of time and space, you can have him go places and times that he never would otherwise. So is is he going to take Picard like back to his old stomping grounds in France in prehistory Earth? Is he? <laughs> Is he going to take him back to the bubble universe from where no one has gone before? Is he going to take him into the far future so that there can be a little crossover with the discovery? Do we have any Ooh. predictions about this? You know, it's actually crazy that I never even considered that as a possibility. 
But I don't think they'll do that. I mean, I don't either. But on the one hand, if you're um, if you're like a suit at CBS and someone says we're going to be having him travel all over time and space and you're like crossover episode, I don't think they will. But it just it's funny to me that I never even consider that. Yeah, I don't, I don't the, see I, I don't see them jumping through time like they did in all good things. I don't see that happening. I think he might like show him a vision of of this is what your federation is going to be in a thousand years or something. I think they'd do that. I don't think they'd have him um, shake hands with Tilly or something like that. Here's here's what I think is happening. I think Q is going to show up because he thinks Picard is cheating. Cheating death. Picard should be dead. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And I think Q is going to kind of call him out on it, even though it technically wasn't Picard's fault that he's alive because... <laughs> The decision to revive him was not his. Um, but I get the feeling that that might be the motivation for Q coming back is to kind of maybe accuse him of a lot of empty platitudes, Picard, you know. Which is fair. There's yes. literally an episode of The Next Generation where Data's body gets taken over, basically, and Picard gives a speech to, to them about how they're cheating death and that every man has his time and there's this whole oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Yep. The Ira Graves episode. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yep, 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 yes. yep, yep, yep. And then even in Generations, at the, that, that's, you know, it's our mortality that defines us, and It's part of the truth of our existence. Mm. Time is a companion that goes with us on the journey. On the journey. Yeah, I mean, all that stuff is, you know, so I wonder if that's going to kind of get thrown back at Picard's face. Even though, like I said... Picard did not ask to be revived, but he, you know. No, but at the he, same time. He is living on borrowed time, though. Sure. At the same time, he's been given this situation. And yep. it's like, even though he didn't, you know, it's, he, he didn't start it, but he's got to deal with it. You know, if you wake up in a situation and it's not your fault that, that you know, the, your circumstances got to a certain point, they are still your circumstances and you still have a moral responsibility to yeah. act on them accordingly. Yeah. So I think that's, so that's totally fair, Brian. Like, I think if, if that is what they do, then I think that is is very fair and maybe necessary because that, I think, I don't want to say it bothered a lot of people, but I think there were a good number of people that, like myself included, mm-hmm. that um, Me too. were like a little bit pulled out of the story by mm-hmm. that because it yep. felt so out of place, out of character. And it was just wrapped up in the end as like, oh, well, everything's fine because like we just like wrote an algorithm. So you're just going like, to age and you won't have superpowers. So like it's basically like you're not even an android. Right. It does seem like having trying to have your cake and eat it too. Yeah, it does. Mm. It very, very, very. It, sounds, it feels like they wrote themselves into a corner and then didn't know how to get back out of it. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, if you read a recent interview from Akiva Goldsman, he pretty much admits they did not have an ending to the season when they started writing it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and without getting into a too fine point about it, it's kind of obvious at times he really didn't know where they were going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah. So I guess they're trying to course correct now. So so we'll see. We'll see. So it could be that. He could be going, coming after him for that. He could be, you know, it could be simply that Picard himself is having kind of a crisis of identity because, you know, he looks in the mirror and is that really him mm. he's looking yeah. at? Yeah. I mean, if one of us suddenly woke up in a robot body, it would be a very disassociative experience, despite the fact that you may look exactly like you did the day before. 
Yeah. But that's skin is not your skin. That's not the skin you've lived in all your life. Well, it's, and, you know. and if you, if you know, if you are self-aware um, and you realize that your memories that you actually have inside your brain are not yours, but are just there from an algorithm, then that would cause some existential angst too. Yes. Yeah. So it could be, that could be part of the issue too. Maybe, maybe, maybe Q is coming back to aid Picard through this crisis. Who, who knows, mm. you know, but I, it has to have something to do with the fact that he's now basically a synthetic life form. Yeah. I would think. So I think another um, possibility for the time and the Q aspect, I think, you know, Brian, you said that you don't think they're going to be jumping around through time because they did that with all good mm. things. Um, frankly, I don't see how you can do a Q slash Picard slash time story without, in at least in some way, quote unquote, copying or, or paralleling or using the same type of literary devices as was done in all good things because i don't i don't think there's much more you know like like that it it, in all good things they kind of do it all they do um you know sending him through different places in time but they're also alternate versions of history Mm -hmm. um and so i think both of those things very broadly it's difficult to tell another story related to time without doing either one of those either time jumps or time or like uh, uh, where it's like here's what the world would be you know without you or or with you or whatever um so an alternate reality you know re- like centered around your yes yeah, so it's a wonderful life yeah yeah mm-hmm. um so i think that's a that's a distinct possibility is they might show it might be showing picard alternate versions of reality alternate versions of of history if certain things had been different. And that's also pulling from like episodes like Tapestry. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing. But yeah, wait, they're just going to be, see, I hope they don't, see, I hope they don't do this, what you're describing. I I don't see what else you can do. Because to me, then you're just playing the greatest hits and like, what's the point of even doing it then? I kind of agree, but, (laughs) but I like, what's a story that doesn't involve either like alternate versions of history or time jumps that has to do with time and Q and Picard. Well, maybe, yeah, but that doesn't mean you have to revisit those beats just because they've been done before. Like you could, I mean, if, if this is a story about Picard's identity, then it's going to be, it might be a much more low key type of thing than, than Q just waving his arms and snapping his fingers and and putting Picard and, you know, in an alternate timeline. What do you mean? What What are you thinking? I I, I don't know. I just, like, I, the impression I've gotten from some of the quotes I've read is that he's not going to be the particularly flamboyant Q he's been in the past. He's going to be more dialed down. Sure, sure. So, and in that context, like anymore, right? <laughs> he won't be like that as much. And I think that alone suggests that the tone will, and maybe, is inviting a more personal story and a more of a low. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how to quite how to explain it, but I don't feel like it's going to be that this kind of large scale, you know, alternate time jumping through time and showing him, you know. Well, maybe we're saying two different things. Maybe it sounds like you're talking a lot about the tone and the scope of it, and I'm just thinking more of um, like 
very, very broadly, you know, can you categorize what we see into either time jumps or mm-hmm. um, alternate versions of history? Right. Because I think I don't, I don't see, and maybe this is just a failure of imagination on my part, but I don't see a third option for like what broad category of time, Q, and Picard intersectionality you could find. Um, but I, I agree with you that I, I could see the tone being totally different, and I would very much welcome that. So I think Picard as a show is a more mature, you know, we're seeing this more mature version of Picard the character, and I think it would fit tonally to see a more mature version of Q the character as well. Yeah. And he and you know, if Q really is omnipotent, then he might realize that adjusting the way that he interacts with Picard is useful um for for you know getting through to him in this point in time in his life. He might Picard might respond differently to Mariachi Q than <laughs> maybe a more subtle Q. Uh-huh. Uh yeah, I, yeah, I think that that's that's a good way of looking at it. They do need to be careful that they don't just end up doing a bad copy of all good things. I think this is one of the reasons mm-hmm. why right. why um, they could they couldn't have done a Q movie with the Next Generation crew, right? It would have been too similar and certainly too soon back then. Yeah, and this goes back to what I said when this was all kind of announced: is that all good things is like a perfect two hours of Star Trek and the way it ends between Picard and Q is so perfect. Uh It's like a perfect coda to their, their entire relationship. And it's like, if you're going to bring that back, you better have a damn good reason to do it because it ends beautifully Uh in all good things. I 100% I agree. 1,000% okay. agree. Yeah. I mean, it's just that one of the most perfect things about that episode is when he's basically just saying, see you out there. You know what I mean? It's just like, and he fades away and Picard goes back to his life and it just, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like that, that final scene and, you know, putting Picard back where he belongs is kind of just this great gift from Q to him. And it's like, okay. Okay, that that they that we closed the book on that, and it's been wonderful, you know. Yeah, and they but. closed the whole loop on the show. I mean, it just—I've yeah. said this before, and I will never right. stop saying it. You cannot get me to stop saying that all good things is the best finale to any show ever. Uh, in it's large definitely part, one of the better ones. In large part because it bookends the entire mm-hmm. series from yes, start from the episode one to the final episode. Mm-hmm. Yep, it does it beautifully. So, you know, like I said, it's got, that's why I feel like if, if they are bringing him back, I just don't want it to be a reprisal of things we've seen before. I, there has to be a motivated reason to do it. Are I, you concerned that they won't be able to pull that off? I think they can pull it off. If There's always a will to pull it off. If, if there's a will, you can pull anything off. Um, I don't, I would like to think Delancey would not return as Q unless there was a good reason to do so. Hmm. But who knows? Do you think a good reason could be money? Yeah, no, I know, I know. <laughs> not, not meant as a slate on Delancey. No, 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 no but, of know, course not. Gonna make a living. Have, have, have you guys heard the quote from uh, Michael Caine when he did the like Jaws? Oh, or whatever? Jaws Revenge. Yes. Yeah. Someone said to him, "Have you seen that movie?" He says, "I have not seen the movie. My understanding is it is terrible, but I've seen the house that it built, 
and it is beautiful. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Um Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. Um I would like to think that if he did return that he he himself is motivated by the material, not just the paycheck. Mm-hmm. I would hope so. So yeah. Um it'll be interesting to see how they play his age. Obviously, because John Delancey is in his 70s now. and mm-hmm. I am ageless, Picard. You are not. Yes. Um, yeah. But if he's if he's going to be mocking Picard in some way, he might just deliberately show up older. Yeah, yeah. To, yeah, someone... Kind of I can't remember who it was. Trolling Picard, basically. I can't remember who it was in our Trek movie Slack, but we were talking about this, and someone said, oh, I think he'll just say, you know... Um, you know, you would have expected me to age. All your other friends have aged, and so I'm I'm appearing this way, like for your own want you to, for yeah, your own benefit. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could totally write to it and get away with it. It's fine. I, I'd rather they do that than try to de-age him. Yeah, oh, yeah, that yeah. would look terrible. Yeah, text so. still not quite there yet. It's close. No, no, the the only time it's ever really worked was when they de-age um, Michael Douglas at the beginning of Ant-Man. That's Ant-Man, the only time when, yeah. When I've seen it where it really worked. Yeah. Yep. Also, he was such a big star when he was that age. There was plenty of material. Yeah, you know, they, they pulled like, yeah, like footage of him in like Wall Street and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, yes, anyway, you know, I... I I love listening to Delancey speak. He's got, he's wonderfully, you know, flamboyant and his language can be very florid. He's a lot of fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh. Um, so I hope it, you know, my hopes are with it. I hope it, I hope it's something that we'll all cherish when it's over and done. Me too. You know, and, and the, the writers on Picard have shown that they are capable of delivering very powerful, um, moments that resonate with with the rest of TNG's history. So for example, I'm I'm speaking specifically of the ending that they gave for Data. I think even people who really disliked Picard as a whole, uh, I haven't heard a single bad thing about the sequence with with Data and his final goodbye to Picard. Mm-hmm. And that I mean, even if I have a lot of quarrels with specifically with the back end of Picard of the season, the, the latter half and the, the last episode very, felt quite rushed to me. And as you pointed out, Brian, you know, felt like it it wasn't like well planned from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of cobbled together towards the end. But I will be the first to admit that that scene in particular with Data um, was totally resonant with me, totally like... It totally worked. It felt earned. Um, it looked great. The writing was great. The emotion was there. Um, and I was like, I think that's the best thing that that far and away that that we've gotten from Picard. So, you know, if they can do something like that, then they definitely have it in them to give us some resonating moments with Q as well. We just uh, hope that the story lends itself to that. Yep. Well, on top of the fact that there's this whole other crew that they need to service as well, right? Very good point. Very good point. I mean, like, one of the things that I love about Tapestry is it's just the two of them. And it's this uh, uh, wonderful drama between the two of them and everyone else is just an appendage to that story. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they can really do the same thing with this new cast. 
I don't think that they should because they've given us these characters that they're promising to flush out. Mm. And so it would be disappointing to see them related to an appendage, as you, yeah. you put it. And now, do we know, is um, is Seven coming back? Yes. Yeah, Jerry's listed in the cast list. And, and also, so that, that's and one so of the Brent biggest Spiner. things that I'm looking forward to, because they, like, put her in a relationship with Rafi at the end of season one. Mm-hmm. At the very last second of season one. And that's one of the things I was most like, oh, that's making me want to come back for season two. Because that's fun. Let's see where they Hopefully go with they this. give her a reason to be there, though. Did did she, I, I my Voyager knowledge is so thin. Did she interact with Q much the couple times that he showed up on Voyager? I want to say yes. I, okay, he was, okay, now I'm looking but at Memory Alpha. Sure. He was only in, he was in season two, season three. She came in season five, I believe. He was in and, season seven. And then he's in season seven. Mm-hmm. So did he... Oh, doesn't his son... Yeah, his son, uh, like, assaults her, kind of. So I don't know if that really provides the framework for <laughs> um, great drama. You remember he, like, bamps her clothes off or something? Uh, yikes. I, I, I don't remember that. But I saw that a long time ago. Yeah, like he teleports her clothes off of her or something. So I don't know if there's any connection there. I don't know if she'll play, she'll be there to be the voice of like, you know, you couldn't outwit Janeway, you couldn't outwit Picard, you know, that kind of thing. I don't know. It seems like it'd be weird if they didn't at least nod at it, but definitely not as, there's not as much of a uh, personal relationship between Seven and Q as there was with, for example, Seven and the Borg Queen. For sure. But certainly Seven is aware of all of Q's interactions with Voyager. Oh, so sure. she could still be speaking from a place of authority if she were to say something like, you couldn't know what Janeway, like she's in a position to yeah, know yeah. that. So. Mm-hmm. so that's fine. And presumably she's still friends with Janeway. So. It yeah, sounds like based on what, what Delancey has said, though, he's not going to be there all the time. Like he's going to, you know, he'll pop in and out. Yeah. I wonder if he's just going to like kickstart the story. And then oh, it'll sure. play out, yeah. and then he'll appear again at the end. Something. Yeah, like maybe, that. maybe, maybe. Which would be that would fit his character because that's mm-hmm. in a lot of ways what he did with all of TNG. He kickstarted mm-hmm. the story with Encounter Farpoint, and then he came back at the end, um, to to tell us that this whole thing has been the trial, and the trial never ends, and all that good stuff. So. Yep. That I would like that. I would like that if they decided to use him as a bookend to this season. That would almost feel like a, an homage to the way he was used before. And that fits his character of like, he, you know, he acts like he acts like he's um, like interfering very heavily. You know, he comes in, he's all you know, pompous ass and he gets on everybody's nerves on purpose. But then like, there's always been this thing with Q. Um, and I think in an episode in particular, like Tapestry and also in All Good Things, they do very well of reminding to the audience and sort of winking at the audience like yeah he acts like an ass but actually kind of behind the scenes if you look at what he's actually doing um he's he's being loud to cover up the fact that he's actually being very caring and helpful yeah Mm -hmm. like in cupid too i i guess so cupid's so goofy it is but it's fun like it is fun in that in cupid it feels more like a he had picard's best interests at heart and but but it comes less from a place of wisdom to me in like tapestry. 
it, yeah, it, yeah. it feels like he's like it's so weighty. There's so much gravitas, whereas Cupid is yeah, uh, just fun. Cupid's like, you like, have girl problems. Let me set you up with this girl. Like, yeah. Well, I I know I know a guy who had problems with a girl a thousand years ago. Exactly. You may have heard of him. Okay. Mr. Robin of Loxley. Bamf. There there you go. (laughs) And with tapestry, and then with even more with all good things, it's like there's this truth to humanity and human nature, and this like greater understanding of the universe that I have that I'm going to give you a little peek at. Yeah. Yep. And then even also like when he comes the Amanda Rogers episode, uh, True Q, um, he's trying to save her, right? Like the continuum is said, mm. okay, this this creature is a freak. Who knows what she could do? You need to go basically uh, do a 40th trimester abortion on this girl or whatever. <laughs> and and he's, oh, I'm doing okay tonight. And, <laughs> and he's trying not to do that, right? He's trying, he's trying to save Amanda. So, and even like when he introduces them to the Borg, that does warn them ahead of time so they have a chance to prepare. Yeah, yeah, that too. You know, and it makes it see like he acts as if he's just being pompous and like kind of a jerk. But in reality, and Picard admits, you know, whether or not we like it, like he gave us this really useful information and we need to acknowledge that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so of course it'll still be in that same vein. It won't be him teleporting people to the Q planet where they get stabbed through the chest by vicious animal things. We hope. But, you know, if there was one vicious animal thing in a Napoleonic uniform, that would be okay. (laughs) 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 Do you think anyone will play Domjot? Oh, it could. They could. We should get, we should do like a a predictions now of what Easter eggs we think they're going to drop. Bingo. We should have a Q bingo game. Oh my God, we should. I'm making it right now. I'm, I'm putting Dom Jot on my Q bingo card. Cool. We should definitely come up with one though. That's a really good idea. Oh, thank you. I I imagine there's a greater chance that they will reference Dom Jot than the vicious animal things. Can we, uh, I think we should do an article for Trek movie. Where we we give out the the bingo People card, can, down, can download them. Yeah, so you can download them and play along. I think so. They're that already an awesome idea. How much of it have they have they filmed already? They've written uh, it all, right? Yeah. Well, who knows? Um, <laughs> I think they're maybe on episode three right now, maybe four. Okay, still pretty early. I don't want to, you know, not not that we have the power to influence anything whatsoever having to do with the show, but I'm almost thinking like, do we we could release this later? So people get it right before this, right before the season comes out. We've got to do this, though. I think it'd be amazing. We we absolutely have to do it. We should have it so like you can randomize it and then download it, so you and all your friends have different bingo cards. Oh my goodness! Okay, I'm because if, if everyone had the same bingo card, it would then not be a game, right? I That's guess. an excellent point. That's true. That's true. That's true. Okay, we'll do this. Yeah, we'll we'll make like a we'll three. make we'll a little web app. We'll make a little web app where you can ran- click a button and, and, and randomize, randomize it. it. Oh. Yeah, there it is. And then oh, you click print. Yeah. We can That's do that. We cool. have the technology. I like this idea. We have the technology. I'm excited to be a part of it. <laughs> I love this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. <laughs> yep. I was a little delayed there. I was waiting for anybody to pick that up. Yeah, well done. Well done. Um, let's see. I don't think they're going to name drop Vosh. I get the feeling they wouldn't do that. I don't think people still care about that. I still care. Oh, well, then I hope the name drop Vosh. <laughs> Vosh and Picard are like one of my favorite, all-time favorite Trek pairings. Mm. 
I think we probably talked so about this in our Janeway and coffee. Yeah. In our, yeah. I like them together. I think I in like our Valentine's together. Day episode or post Valentine's Day episode, we talked a little bit about them. The thing I like about Vosh is she's like the only kind of person Picard could have a relationship with. Mm-hmm. Like, I like Neela Darren. I would go out with Neela Darren if, if she weren't so far out of my league. But Picard can't go out with her because she's too engrossed in his world, right? Yeah. He needs someone completely removed from his world. As they demonstrate in that episode. Exactly. Um, let's see. Do you think they'll mention any of the, the, the Q Civil War stuff from Voyager? Or was that, what do Voyager fans not. think of that? Do they like yeah. that or do they think it's as lame as I think it is? Yeah. I, I think it's lame. I don't okay. think they're going to go off on a track like that. That's too, like, deep cut stuff. That's like, yeah. if this is about Picard, then it's going to be about Picard. Sure. It might be. But, yeah, so far, I mean, we've, like, it's, like we've been discussing, we really don't have a lot to go on. It's pretty much nothing but speculation at this point. There's not a lot of clarity as to what the driving uh, forces behind his return. But it should be good. I appreciate that they're doing it. Yeah, I mean, I assume we'll, maybe we'll get a trailer for virtual San Diego. Yeah, yeah, definitely could be. Or, may, or maybe at the latest, maybe New York. Yeah, New York is happening in person with limited capacity. Is that right? Yes. So I could definitely see them releasing something there. Yeah, so maybe. So it's one of those two. We should probably get something a little more substantial. Hopefully. Although I will say that I, I really have enjoyed what they have given us so far. I just, I know I gushed over it last episode, but I just thought the first contact day thing was so fantastic. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they really upped their game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good, good. Nice and smooth. It's also it's sort of the same way there are more, you know, everyone wants their own streaming service instead of just, well, we'll try to get on Netflix. Everybody's trying to do their own Comic-Con now, <laughs> which is a good idea because... You know, Kayla, you've been there. I haven't. Um, it just seems like they cram way too much to the point where it seemed like, you know, like in 2008 or whatever, my brother and I would say, oh, that'd be so cool if we go to San Diego one year. But then after a while, it was like, this is just a nightmare. Like, I yeah. can't, I, I feel bad for the guys I follow on YouTube that they have to put up with this, right? Because it seems yeah. like they're going to die. I mean, there are <laughs> things about it that I love that aspect of it because I'm the kind of person who loves like, chaos and lots of people and high energy um but it is it's not it's not a comic con anymore and it hasn't been for a long time i refer refer to it as a pop culture trade show Mm. Um, because really what it is is all of the all the networks and the movie studios roll out their big advertisement and mm-hmm. and try to wow everyone and no one can get into any of the panels even the small ones and right. it's just craziness so th- th- that is like one one of these like maybe positive spinoffs of the covid era is um that, that i mean i feel like that that comic-con bubble had to burst at some point anyway a lot of people were getting sick of that so you know maybe we, we can find alternative venues not everything has to be at comic-con we can have mm-hmm. these little events yep, that yep, yep. star trek yep. can do his own thing on mm-hmm. you know first contact day i wouldn't be surprised if they kept doing that in some capacity so well next year they're going to try to do the first official read pop type con right around that time so i don't know if they will do it next year or not. that's true or they'll, but, scale it, or they'll scale it back yeah but then again year. we have the actual convention so right. maybe they'll scale down whatever presence that they would have had at mm-hmm. san diego yep. yep oh that's true also yep 
I don't know though. I can, I kind of get the impression that they they're still very much in a hard sell mode with mm-hmm. Trek, and mm-hmm. I think you're still they're still going to be they're still going to be promoting these things at the big conventions. Well, as our former boy Les Moonves used to say, Star Trek is the family jewels mm. of CBS. Yes, indeed. Make of that whatever you would like. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never not laugh at that. Especially coming from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah seriously. Um, what a world. We'll just... What a world, guys. Mm-hmm. It's a little little more complicated world than when all good things came out, isn't it? I would say so. Just a little bit. Yeah. Well, we're. Uh, uh, I think we've we've covered it. I think we've done an amazing job extracting forty five minutes out of <laughs> two sentences from this gentleman who's been a part of our our life since nineteen eighty seven. Um, I we're all excited to see what it might bring. I know I wasn't super thrilled with the first season of Picard, but I'm absolutely going to watch this stuff with with Q in it because he's mm-hmm. one of my favorite characters. Yep. Um, uh, we have our fingers crossed that they'll do a great job with it and that it will be a, a, um, a chapter of the franchise we'll be excited to see on the shelf. Fingers crossed. And just like uh, Q and the Q continuum are forever evaluating humanity. We too, the shuttle pod crew are forever evaluating the writers of star Trek. We the, sure trial never Ooh, ends. the trial never ends. The trial never ends. <laughs> and on that note. And on that note, look forward to our Q Trek movie official Q bingo cards. Because that is definitely going to be a thing. That is definitely, that is going to be a thing. Absolutely. Okay. I'm glad I brought it up. Um, I hope that we find some way to successfully monetize it too. <laughs> <laughs> like. The the Q bingo cards brought to you by Carl's Jr. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or Dairy Queen. There it is. That's better. That's better. There we go. We'll have to pitch it to uh, John Van Sitters. All righty. Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening in on us again. We're only uh, three episodes away from C- uh, episode 100. So we're looking forward yeah, to Yeah, we have to come up with something nice uh, special. Blowout. That one. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you just hold on to your hats because something huge and special that we definitely have thought of and put a lot of planning into <laughs> is coming. But it, but it's in but it's in a mystery box. Mm. Yeah, we're not going to tell you what it is, but trust us that we have something in there. Incredible. But it is epic, life changing, even, and it is real, yeah. and it is about family. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll catch you guys next week. All right, bye, everybody. Care. Bye, guys.